Zach, this might be the most busy episode we've had in quite a while. There's, there's a lot of stuff going down in this episode. Uh, we do have another special guest, and I made a video how we're going to have a special guest probably every week for the next four or five weeks here going up to Christmas, and then we'll probably have another week off for Christmas like we did for Thanksgiving. But we are back. I. We are back. Yes, yeah, somebody uh, might be tying the knot. Tying the knot. What other, I what have other, been uh, working on my knot skills lately to repair. <laughs> Are there any other phrases for that? Tying in the knot. I was trying to think of something else. Getting married. There you go. Yep. That that one's pretty solid. Uh, getting hitched. Okay, I've heard that one. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Zach's getting married. Um, but we our interview today is four time All American. You just have to wait to listen to the interview because there's so many accolades that she has. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Caroline Ortiz. Um, she's part of the Puerto Rican national team wrestler. She's jo- going to join us for an interview. We also are going to talk some World Cup. Um, you and I don't talk a lot of soccer on here, but there's this thing called, called the World Cup going down, and I think we have to mention it a little bit. We are finally going to do our Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals player uh, grades. So I want to see how many you and I agree on from this season. I feel like it could go one way. Or I the will other disclaimer: first. I'm doing it on the spot. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Maybe that's even better. You just yeah your first memory of what the season was like which is mm-hmm. probably an f for everybody how it ended um, i wouldn't say an f it was a good season it was a very good season very memorable we have a little bit of nhl talk i'm gonna i'm gonna bring in like i i, I usually do the three hots three hot players and three not um there's a better way of saying that i i butchered that mm-hmm. three really hot players three really not hot players <laughs> i still butchered that the second time i said it um and also a tremendous blues comeback win against the Panthers the other night, which was insane. Um, NBA, I brought a little... I mentioned it before how we're going to do this Would You Rather mm-hmm. segment, but everybody says Would You Rather, so I'm going to call it King of the Court. And this one's going to be the Trey Young edition. So we're going to bounce off some names and see uh, who's better than Trey Young and who's not. And then College Football Week 13 was full of upsets. And NFL Week 12, um, you and I talked a little bit off air, but that Jaguars-Ravens game was quite possibly game of the year how how that ended yeah it was really good <laughs> but you were back for thanksgiving uh thanksgiving not thanksgiving how, how'd you enjoy it uh it was a lot of fun busy the whole week got in that tuesday no, wednesday night then at thanksgiving ate a lot of food oh, it tasted so good <laughs> i don't know why we don't eat sides that are on thanksgiving more often because they're so good but True. Uh, then on Friday, me and Kelly did some shopping, got some Christmas presents. We were not the smartest. Well, we really just did it because it was our only free day, but it happened to land on Black Friday. So West County Mall oh, was geez. extremely crowded. I'm sure. Um, but we got there early and then we ate lunch at a place and watched part of the soccer game. Um, so that was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that game too. Um, when we get to the yeah. FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Saturday, I want to say, I want to say real it? quick, it was finally good to see you in person. I didn't see yeah, you. Yeah, Saturday I saw AJ months. Yeah, his and her shower. Mm-hmm. You brought me a gift. It was very special. I did. Brought you. He's doing. I cried. No, <laughs> <laughs> a Mister and Mrs. Mug, some pajamas and hot cocoa. And Hannah and I were talking like hot cocoa in Florida doesn't really fit real well with I know. the weather down there. But Kaylee's like. We'll, we'll we'll drink it over the holidays here in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, 
Yeah, all, we got a bunch of blankets, which I love blankets, but they will get more use whenever we move back to Missouri in a couple mm-hmm. of years. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Instead of yep. in Florida where the high today was 78. So. Oh, unreal. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That, not a fan, but yeah, his and her shower, which is good. Good to see a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of gifts, which is nice. Yeah. For those of you listening, that's not related to me or Zach or know anything about us. Zach's Which family. probably 50% of the people who listen are related to me. Zach's <laughs> family no goes, idea. yeah, Zach's family goes all out with it. They, uh, mm-hmm. they don't mess around that they, they pack, they pack that place the other night. Um, but how was your again, Thanksgiving? Have, it was all right. It was just all normal. Right? Yeah, it was normal. I, with my family, we don't do the, the big stuff like you do, like the big mm-hmm. group ones anymore. And so it's just, it's pretty chill every year. Like yeah. I like the Thanksgiving food a lot. But we'd always, you know, Hannah and I split it half and half, half of mm-hmm. mine, half of hers, which is complete opposite. And she would tell you the same thing. Like mine's super chill and laid back and hers is really loud and like everybody's talking and stuff. But that's how like it is kind of with Kaylee and mine. Like Kaylee, it's not as big. Everyone can mm-hmm. sit at one table. Then my family, they there's tables in every single room. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Scatter. Yeah. That's funny. Um. But again, we have so much to cover in this episode. Yeah, this was a, a crazy week for sports. And, say, and of course, it's our one week off. Yeah, um, I know. So, I was thinking that. I'm like... Yeah, we got a lot, a lot to catch up on. But I feel like it's good because we usually do what just happened in the week. This episode's mm-hmm. kind of like like the king of the court is uh, broad. It's not just covering the games. Yeah. Kind of like the player grades too. But did you see it wise? I did have one. Uh, there was probably a ton I could have cho- chosen. Uh, the one that caught my eye was the Lakers Suns game. I guess that was last when Westbrook when, got smoked Wednesday. in the head. That no that, that was that was that was crazy though. That was uh against the Spurs. I'm talking I mean I, I know you've seen this clip. Um but Austin Reeves got hit. I think it was accidental. Oh into that the, group of girls and then he went crazy. Oh no that, that's oh, another not, clip uh, too. <laughs> there was this You're video it was uh, he like uh Fell in this group of girls who were like very rich and were all like dressed like they were going out basically. Mm-hmm. And then the person treated is like after, uh, Reeves fell into this group of girls, he turned into the white mamba and then he, dude, it's shown him doing started... all these crazy moves and just <laughs> draining everything. Yeah. Dude, he was hooping that night. I mean, he hit one three. I'm getting sidetracked, but then he, the, the, you could literally see the confidence in him because he started doing that, like that, like hesitation. Crossover like AI and so it was wild, um, but no, that he Austin Reeves was accidentally hit in the face by Devin Booker, and then Devin Booker kind of did this fake tough. There are a bunch of fake tough guy over there. Over there, Chris Paul's a fake tough guy. Booker eight, and they're all fake tough guy. Cameron Payne can't stand them. Not Mikael Bridges. I like Mikael. I like Mikael, but um, Devin Booker stood over Austin Reeves a little bit. I didn't think much of it. And then Aiton came out of nowhere and stood over Austin Reeves. And the thing is, Anthony Davis is standing right next to Aiton and is like watching him stand over Reeves, his mm-hmm. teammate. And out of nowhere, of course, it's of course it's him. Pat Bev. Oh yeah. Patrick Beverly drills Aiton. I mean, drills him and then a suspended three games. So my question for you is well deserved suspension, but you're okay with it? If you're like, if you're a uh... Lakers player. Yeah, he probably he deserves a suspension. I I do I do kind of like it. Like 
AD could easily, the bigger guy against a center could easily just like stepped and kind of just slowly walked him away. But Patrick yeah. Beverly has not afraid like AD, AD little wimpy yeah. sometimes, but Facts. Patrick, maybe that fired him up and got him to beat some of the worst teams in the West this week. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I was gonna say they've won five of six, but it is some pretty poor teams. Have been like playing. three of them against the Spurs. They played the Spurs three times. Yeah, yeah. But no, Pat Bev. I think it's. I do think that sets a tone in the locker room, though. That kind of that, like, I have your back type of mentality that we see happens in other sports. Um, I do think he deserves a three game suspension, if not more, because he he keeps shoving people in the back. Mm-hmm. He shoved Chris Paul in the back two years ago, I believe. Um, but. Pat Bev has always been one of those guys that if he's on your team, you love the heck out of him. If he's on the other team, you literally I don't know like, if, if I you would look, like him. If you look <laughs> on statistically, <my> if you look statistically, he's one of the worst players in basketball this year. He's shooting twenty six percent from the field. What about Four defense point, though? Defense, the numbers did look good um for him. He just I always thought he was kind of one of those guys like Russ, actually Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook said this, runs around and just does nothing. And acts like he's doing stuff. Yeah. Russ actually said that. But when I watch him on a nightly basis, I do see he causes a lot of at least stress on the other guys. Mm-hmm. Cause they even have him guarding like a six, nine Paul George and he gets to get so low to him that Paul George has to keep the ball high the whole time. Cause he's just a pest around him all Paul the time. George just to go. I know. Just shoot right over. Right over <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you're the king of did you see it's what you got for us. Oh, my did you see it was that there was a skunk at the Browns Bucks game. Oh yeah. That was pretty cool. That. <laughs> that is really the only did you see it I I brought. Uh yeah. I kind of was You and I could probably go back and find so many that throughout oh, the yeah. week that we missed. I honestly I usually I... look and see what I sent you guys, but I wasn't on my phone that much. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like there was some oh uh Oh, what was it? I think Conlon sent it. I think it was a dig at someone you liked. Probably LeBron. Oh, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. LeBron wore a shirt that said, vote or die. That's a little extreme. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then the kid, there's like a 12 year old kid who replies, LeBron, I'm 12 years old and I am not old enough to vote. Don't kill me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I did see. I hate all the LeBron hate, but I will, I will admit that was, that was pretty funny. Um, I guess we can get right into the World Cup. I, I'm thinking right now, as we were talking there, I didn't even write down any college basketball stuff, and there was crazy upsets. Oh, there was a lot of well. Let's just talk about college basketball a little quick right now. Little, little. Yeah, just get, get it out. Yeah, um, get it. Purdue's not destroying everyone. Good lord, man! I really didn't watch it. a game, but I was looking at um, uh, the app because this week during Thanksgiving's where they always have those preseason mm-hmm. tournaments. So like the Maui mm-hmm. Battle for Atlantis. Yep. Some other one in, on an island in like a hotel, <laughs> yeah. but North Carolina, I believe, lost two games. Yes, they played second in quadruple overtime. I mean, it's yeah, Alabama. exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Um, Gonzaga lost again. They lost Bro, to Purdue. They've not looked good at all. At all, they barely beat Xavier last night. This is why college basketball is so fun. You have no idea who's going to win. Mm-hmm. That's why the March Madness is so fun because, as we're seeing now, have just oh my god, I can't talk. <laughs> uh, just have we've seen in previous years, um, there's so many teams you could win it all mm-hmm. and can beat each other. And there's a lot of good, a lot of parity, I guess, is the 
the cool word to say. Like, did you look at the rankings today? The new rankings at all? Um, because I know Texas is two. I think. Do you? Texas plays. Who do they play? They play someone good Thursday. I was just looking at this before I hopped on here. Do you know who number one in the country is? It may be Purdue. It's Houston. Houston. Nobody's talking about Houston. But they're now the number one team in the country. And North Carolina fell down to like 18. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's Houston. I'll just do the top 10. Yeah. Houston, Texas, uh, Virginia. A little surprising. uh, Yeah, another sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona. Because Virginia wasn't that great last year. Yeah, they had a drop off Um, here. Purdue, Baylor, Creighton's really good this year. That's another one that people aren't talking about. I always love watching some of that Big East basketball. Um, oh yeah, UConn. They're ranked pretty high. I didn't realize they're. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, that team in Kansas. Yeah, uh, can't. Yeah, yeah. Number ten, Indiana. Indiana's kind of back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I. Yeah, a lot of like. I don't know why, but it just seems like a lot of schools that you just like look at them and you're like, oh yeah, they have a good basketball team that are ranked in yeah. the top 25. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the blue bloods, the OG yeah. schools, yeah, they're all in there. It's not uh, like you're seeing, I, I'm trying to think of one. Hmm. Hmm. Just like, like random. Uh, yeah. Mizzou, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a Dayton or something like that. Yeah, or like a Texas A&M is kind of a little mm-hmm. weird. Every once in a while, they're good. Mm-hmm. I will, like I have to mention. Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to mention SLU-wise. I, I texted you in the middle of their game against Auburn. SLU has been so good all year. They beat Providence. They beat Memphis. They lost bad to Maryland. That's been their only loss. And they went to Auburn and played their heart out. I mean, it was a close game all the way until the end. But I don't know if you saw this or if I told you this. Um, they lost by five, 65 60. Mm-hmm. Was there the entire game? They were one for 11 from the free throw line in the second half. Uh, that, that'll do it. That'll do it. That just absolutely killed them. Um, because they, they were right there. Francis Okoro, their big guy, did not play well. Uh, arguably their best player, Javante Perkins. I think Yuri Collins, probably everybody would say is their best player, but Javante Perkins had like four points. Um, but Javon Pickett uh, stepped up. Yuri Collins was solid. Uh, but 65-60, that would have been one of those games. Not only would you get pretty close to being ranked right now, it's like 6-1. and one. That would be a huge game for the tournament whenever they're exactly. looking at teams, if you're one of those last four in, mm-hmm. where it's big wins, 13 Auburn at Auburn. Mm-hmm. That would have been huge. That, that's what I was thinking the entire game. I was like, just pull, pull this one out. And we had a couple chances at the end. Jimerson missed a couple threes that, that could tie it with like a minute left and um but the fact that we competed i i like to try to take the good things the good parts of what happened and for me that the fact that they competed so hard shows that they're going to probably have a very successful atlantic mm-hmm. 10 season uh which is actually a low-key decent the atlantic 10 that, that yeah doesn't get enough yeah, talk good. about davidson Dayton, vcu davidson, is vcu still in it mm-hmm. yeah um Richmond's Saint competitive. St. Bonaventure's always solid. Um, Rhode Island's been good in the past. Yeah, so they, yeah there's it's it's gonna be tough. But a lot of the um, non-power five conferences are honestly really really fun to watch in college basketball. Yeah, like go to a game. Sure. Like Missouri yeah. Valley is really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, any of them. There's a lot of good good basketball players. Yeah, that was the last tough matchup for SLU though. Um, until <laughs> like the A10, like we were just talking. But 
non-conference wise, they beat Providence, who's always solid, and and they beat Memphis. So those are two big wins. But um, did you pull up the World Cup standings? Yeah, I have that. Quick on college basketball. Texas plays Creighton on Thursday. Ooh, that is a two versus seven. I will actually watch that game. Yeah, while we record, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, FIFA World Cup. Uh, the last games are. Or no, they're coming up. I think USA plays tomorrow, right? It's tomorrow at like one o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. The perfect, perfect time for me. <laughs> um, so group A, I'll just go through all the, all eight groups. Um, so group A, the Netherlands are in the top. Um, they have one win and a draw. They have four points. I'll just go by points. Ecuador has four points. They're in second and Senegal. Is in third with three points, so any of those teams can make it. Qatar's eliminated; they have zero points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah they're mathematically eliminated, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then group Group B, um, England's uh, has four points. Iran has three points. USA has two points, and Wales has one point. Iran beating Wales was huge for the U.S. Um, and uh. It's basically if whoever wins this USA Iran game is mm-hmm. wait. If we win, yeah, if we win uh against Iran, we will be in. Yeah. I'm trying to think about this. Because if Wales beats England, they would have four points as well. Wait, no, if we beat if we beat I'm an idiot. If we but beat Iran, we will have five points. Yeah, and we'll be in. So whoever mm-hmm. wins that game will get in. Um we don't want to draw. But actually if we do get a draw. We would be in, I think, because our goal differential would be zero and they're at negative two. So gotcha. win or draw gets us in. Okay. No, wait. It doesn't because then they would get one point two. <laughs> so we need to win. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Go USA. Uh, group C, Poland has four points. Argentina has three points. They had a big win against Mexico. Saudi Arabia has three points and I know Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, but it's by goal differential, not head to head. And Argentina is plus one goal differential differential. Um, so they're in second. I really want Argentina to move on. I love Messi. We have to uh, mention my, that that Saudi Arabia beating Argentina is one of the biggest world cup upsets. They mm-hmm. were saying of all time. And they're insane. the prince of Saudi Arabia bought all of their players, a Rolls Royce. So, <laughs> Wow. Wow. Dumb rich. Uh, I think I saw a tweet that said there's only two teams that are officially eliminated out of all the teams. So there's crazy stuff could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Group D, France is in first place with six points. They mm-hmm. are going to make it for sure. Um, not a surprise. The defending World Cup champions. Australia in second with three. Denmark in third with one. Tunisia. With and fourth with one group E. This there's some surprises in this group to me. Uh, Spain's number one, that's not uh, um, not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Japan, number two, three points. Costa Rica, third with three points, and then Germany only has wow. one point, which is surprising. But um, I don't know who plays who, but either Japan or Costa Rica is playing Spain because I think Germany tied with Spain. And Japan beat Germany, didn't they? Yeah, so if Germany wins this next game, and yeah, if they win the next game, they'll be in. or, may, That's or awesome. Possibly, possibly. It depends whoever Spain plays and if they beat them or 
loses. Yeah. So yeah. Or ties because you get a point for that. Group F, Croatia is in the lead with four points. Um, Morocco is in second with four points. Belgium in third with three points. And then the team up north to AJ's favorite team. Go pack your bags and go, go back home and watch hockey. (laughs) Such a sad ending. Such a sad ending. So the match against Croatia, they came out flying. Alfonso Davies had a goal in the first two minutes. Mm And then they lost four to very one. Fast. He's very Dude, he's, I'm about to re-download FIFA like 18 and start playing FIFA. Yeah. This World Cup's just getting me getting uh-huh. kind of I start seeing all these names and then I just go and do start a franchise or whatever. <laughs> and then I end up spending way too much time in negotiations on transferring for players. <laughs> and I spend yeah. way too much money, but it's very fun. I will say I've never been a big soccer guy, football guy, whatever you want to call it. But I will say Watching this World Cup, I do understand the appreciation for the sport a little bit more now. It's it's actually when I started playing, it's it's kind of fun to watch for sure. Um, and then everyone starts singing songs, so it's kind of kind of fun. Uh, Brazil, who's like the favorite, um, in Group G, they have six points. With Charleston's bicycle kick, that was beautiful. Uh, did you see Neymar, that? No, I did not. But he I heard he got about kicked it to like right in the box. He like flipped it up to himself and did a bicycle just. Upper net, because Neymar is dealing with that really swollen ankle, and they're still looking good without him. Yeah, so. Brazil is loaded. Really, yeah. they just breed um, superstars. Switzerland in second, Cameroon and third with one point. Switzerland has three, and Serbia in last with one point. Group H, uh, Portugal in first with six points, Ghana in second with three, Korea. South Korea, third and with one, and Uruguay in last with one. Which Uruguay was supposed to be pretty like a sleeper, pretty solid team, and mm-hmm. they're gonna have to win this last game to have any shot at getting in. So I don't know who they play. I know they lost to Portugal, mm-hmm. and that's all the groups. So uh, the top I've, two I've teams been... in each group will move on to the knockout rounds. I've really enjoyed it though, man. I- I'm looking forward to. To the rest I wish that. I could enjoy it, except all the games are 4 a.m. Perfect. And right when I'm at 10 a.m., 1 p.m. Yeah, that's, 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 move tough it to the watch. summer. Get it to the USA yeah. next, next time. Is it, is it here next time? Mm-hmm. Is it? Where, where's America, it at? Canada, US, and Mexico. Right on. That's dope. So, man, um, we've been talking about this Cardinals player grades for quite a while we're finally going to get to it here so i actually went around and i actually put one for every single player this year besides like the guys that just showed like two or three appearances um but for those obviously we don't have to talk about much we can just give our grade and move on yeah we got to start at the top though Ali marmol what are you giving him i don't know um i'll give him a b plus okay because him, what'd you give him? I gave him an A. I gave him a B plus. He did great during the season, but not taking out Helsley when he obviously was not pitching good in the postseason. That was a lasting sour yeah. taste yeah. in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. But he did good uh first year managing and won in the division uh after we were down and then getting the boys going and coming back and winning it. So I think he's going to be a good manager. I'm excited. I like your grade. The only reason I gave him an A 
is because he did a tremendous job figuring out how to implement Pujols and have that mm-hmm. whole situation be amazing with the, the DH and winning the division with with wanting to. I mean, think about it. Albert. We're going to get to Albert's grade too, but. Albert did not play well in the first half at all. And so going into the second half, he had to think, well, we want to honor him and Yachty, who obviously didn't play well. But we at the same time, we want to uh, uh, try to win. And so I think mm-hmm. he did just – luckily, Albert got really hot. and We didn't have to worry too much about it. But I thought he mixed and matched so well. Um, throughout the year, I don't remember thinking, oh, why did he make that move to the bullpen yeah. too much? He saved Helsley all year. Uh, mm-hmm. Helsley never really hit a rough patch. He just until that except for the game. last game, <laughs> I know. Um, but Gallegos was pretty consistent all year. He didn't have many rough patches. Hennessy did, but it wasn't because of overuse. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen that in the past with our guys just being overused. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, we're pretty similar on that on that grade. Moving on to catchers, um, I gave Yadi a C, and my reason for a C um, is because it's his last time out. He was still solid defensively enough. Yeah, I was going to do C too. Mm-hmm. Um. Like his stats aren't good at all, but just his effect on the pitching staff and in the clubhouse, I think, kind of yep. give him the benefit of the doubt. We we are very say. much, very much gonna miss him behind the plate. That's yes. gonna be it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. I was I like sim to sim the season with an MLB the show and it was it was like weird going in the offseason like I'm gonna sign a catcher. That's weird. It's very weird. Um backup catcher wise, Andrew Kisner. I gave Kisner a D, and it's just because there was no threat at the plate. Defensively, I thought he was just as good as Yad. I mean, just solid defensively. Didn't make mm-hmm. bad plays happen. I feel like he had a pretty good control over the staff as well. But the presence at the plate, he was one of those one of those players that is pretty much a hole in the lineup. Yeah, I yeah, I'm gonna agree with you with that a D or like a C minus or something. Yeah, but it's weird because he'd have little stretches where he'd show some flashes of hitting, but I know. Just couldn't sustain it. He was always a good hitter in the minors. That's what mm-hmm. he was. That's why it's shocking he hasn't clicked here. Jeff Albert's here. fault. <laughs> Put all the blame on him. Yeah. First base. This is going to get interesting here. This is where it where it's going to get interesting. I should say. Paul Goldschmidt. I'm going to give Paulie an A. And, a plus. Uh, he won the MVP. I know. It's continue. hard not to give continue. him an A plus. It's hard not to give him an A plus, man. Um, it's. I just have to give him an A just because how it ended. It's mm-hmm. just. It just it was such a brutal way of ending it. But throughout the whole year, actually the whole last month, he mm-hmm. really struggled. It wasn't just that. I, yeah. I always forget about that because it just uh, you keep remembering what happened at the end there. But um, yeah, I give him an A. You give him an A plus. A yeah, won the MVP. It's their first MVP since Pujols. Albert. Yeah, true. Second base. Start with Nolan Gorman. I put Gorman at second base instead of DH. Yeah, I'm I'm giving Nolan Gorman a C. I think he was pretty yeah. average. He he did that classic rookie thing. He had a lot of highs, had a lot of lows. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I agree. Um, when he came up, I saw his like first seven straight hits because I went to the game, and he yeah. every time I went there, he just never got out. Yeah, and uh, he's. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, we should trade him," which like if we get someone really good, I guess so. But if he can just make more contact and watch the zone better, he has a a beautiful swing and a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to work on defense. Not good defensively. Yep. For um, sure. Get Jose working with them. Um, just feel more comfortable there at second or wherever they decide to play him. Really? Yeah. Yep. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, about- I agree with the C like 
just I feel like C's average is yeah solid. Mm-hmm. What about Brennan Donovan? Because I'm going to give Brennan Donovan a B plus. I'm giving him an A. He, I'm not against that. He played basically every single position. Um, ended up being a starter, either if that was at second, right field, left. I don't know if he played center, third, first. He basically played everywhere except pitcher, catcher. He may have played center. I don't think he did, but I don't think so. But uh, and he hit 281 as a rookie. Three four or 394 on base was just ridiculous. Just all his at bats were, as we like to call it back in the day, quabs, a quality at bat. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I loved watching him play. I think B plus or A, whatever you want to give him. I think the fact that really nobody expected him to do what he did, it's got to be a high B mm-hmm. at least at the at the lowest, and that's what I gave him. Um, but I'm not I'm not against an A at all. At shortstop, let's start with Tommy Edmond. Let's start with the brighter part of shortstop here. Yeah. So I'm giving Tommy Edmond a B, and uh, it's because his bat was a little inconsistent there, especially in the second half. Um, defense was insane, insanely good. Yeah. Um, but offensively, just a little streaky for me. I'm going B plus, just because of that offense streaky. But he didn't win a Gold Glove this year, right? I don't think so. Yeah, because he moved. The crazy short. thing is, is because he switched times. He literally, I think, if you look at the stats, he kind of ranked high for both positions, and he split time in both. So he's his defense is just crazy, and his offense wasn't. He batted two sixty five and three twenty four on base, which, like, I'm I'm honestly fine with that with Tommy Edmond with how good his defense is. Mm-hmm. Yep, and now the bad part of shortstop, Paul DeYoung. And I hate to do it, but it is an F. F minus. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like giving Fs at all. And I was trying to find anything because he was he was solid defensively. Yeah. But then the fact that I I'll remember, give him a D minus for defense. There you go. I was remembering the the stat where he was on pace at the end of the season to have a top three worst uh, average of all time. And I'm like, I can't give him anything but an F, um, mm-hmm. which I hate to do it. I. I don't know what you plan on doing with him because I think he's got like two years left, but you're not playing him. Nobody's going to want him. Mm-hmm. You just eat the money. Time will tell, I guess. But uh, so you're giving him a D. You're going to be generous and give him a D, D minus. D minus. All right. Maybe, maybe the Oakland A's would like to have him in a package for Sean Murphy and just see yeah, what maybe. happens. Maybe they have nothing but to lose. I like the guy a lot, but he just I can't know. hit. I know it's so frustrating. Maybe the new hitting coach will get to him. Maybe. Matt Holladale. Yeah. Speak some wisdom. Yes, sir. On the uh, brighter side of things, I should say, Nolan Arenado at third base. Mm. Same exact thing as Goldie. I'm giving him an A. I'll do A, too. I wanted to give him an A+, plus, but mm-hmm. I'll do A. Won the gold well, glove, had arguably his best offensive season. In why his not career. an A+, plus? is it because of the end of the season? Yeah, I guess so. And I don't want to give too many A pluses. <laughs> yeah. He didn't win the MVP. True, very true. And yeah, he, I mean, was he second or third in third. Birdie? I think he was third. I think he was third behind Manny. Um, been cool if he was second. But yeah, I mean, it was another classic Arenado season. I feel like every season of his career has probably been an A or A minus. Mm-hmm. He's just been absolutely ridiculous. So good. 
Uh, in the outfield, starting in left field, Tyler O'Neill. And I hate to do this because he's probably my favorite player on the Cardinals, but I'm going to give him a D. Health, along with when he was in there, he bad like 220-something. 228. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think I also give him a D. You could, I just, honestly, I could, I would not, and I hate to say this, but I would not have a problem if people gave him an F. Because based on what we expected him to do after what he did mm-hmm. the year prior, it would make sense that people would be pretty frustrated. But I'm going to stick with a D. I go D two, just the inconsistencies at at the plate. Which last year he he seemed to only get RBIs from home runs. Mm-hmm. You know he wasn't really like a big uh, producer, but this year he had like fifty eight RBIs and he batted two twenty eight. Which I don't want one of those players where they bat two hundred and um and just get a bunch of RBIs. But mm-hmm. his power really wasn't like he did hit fourteen home runs, but still like. His power didn't seem to be there, but hopefully he gets it back on track. It's healthy, stretches, stops lifting so much, <laughs> and uh, yeah. gets back to doing his thing. Because if he's I- if he's humming with Goldie and Arenado, it'd have been nice to have him behind Albert. But yep, don't get to see that happen. But I think he'll I think he'll bounce back. Hopefully, this is weird to say, but center field, Dylan Carlson, which. He's our center fielder now. I, I keep forgetting that because mm-hmm. I've used to bait her for years now. I'm going to give Dylan a C minus, and you might give him a D. I feel like a D is coming for towards I Dylan. I was going to say C. His defense okay. and center was really, really good. That's and he true. filled in there. Really good job, and it's just his hitting. Just yeah. Well, I was going to say he played through that whole injury throughout yeah. the season where he didn't talk about. And so that's okay, why I give D him a C minus. Because of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it's yeah, it's it might be worthy of one, but uh I'm gonna have C minus. Uh I, just a I had so high, I had my expectations for him were so high, like him batting two eighty, hitting maybe around twenty homers and getting seventy RBIs. Mm-hmm. But maybe next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> that's always the answer. Uh a fan favorite in right field Lars Newbar. And I'm going to give Lars a C plus. If you look at his stats, the, he had some pop uh, that came around. Uh, average was definitely low, but he brought that energy. He brought that yeah. life, and uh, so that bumped him up probably from a D plus to a C plus for me. Um, yeah, I go C plus, C plus to B minus. Just um, his defense stats are too, kind of what I forgot about his defense too. Defense yeah, his was defense great. was incredible. Rocket arm. The beginning of the year, kind of. Um, had an effect on his stats a little bit too, mm-hmm. but he yeah. picked it up. Was really crucial, um, in us winning the division, getting to the playoffs because we O'Neill was out. I think Carlson was out too for a while. Mm-hmm. He stepped in, and played really good. Um, excited to see him play next year, and which we really have no idea what our outfield's going to look like. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. I'm hoping that a uh, young superstar Jordan Walker oh, gets a gets a chance. <laughs> get an A plus for last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Moving on to DH, we're going to start with King Albert, the machine, Albert Pujols. So I'm going to give him an A, and the only reason I don't give him an A plus is because of the first half of the season. But if you don't give him anything but an, some type of A, you're out of your mind. A plus, and I have my reasons. Mm. So going into the year. Who would you who would you expect to be like third on our team in home runs? Probably Tyler O'Neill. Yeah, it was Albert Pools. Who would you yeah. expect to be third on our team in RBIs? 
Not Albert Pools. <laughs> yeah, it was Albert Pools. Uh, ridiculous. 345 on base, batted 270, OPS of 895, which was higher than Arenado's. And he played in 109 games. Ridiculous. He had, he, he had more doubles than Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. Come wow. on. He's slower than you. Yeah. Uh, but, just the best, and he got 700 home runs too, which was incredible. Absolutely amazing. That alone probably should make me give him an A plus. Yeah, just like I know the season was kind of disappointing, but when you really look back at it, it was probably one of the more fun seasons. Unbelievable. Have the NL MVP on your team. Yep. Two MVP candidates, and then Albert Pujols just become a vintage Albert for us. Mm-hmm. Yep. The thing that bothers me is that. I think we had another step. You had, mm-hmm. if you had Flaherty and you had O'Neill, the young, like you could have, it could have been even more special, but mm-hmm. that's not taking anything away from what it was. That's baseball. Uh, we have two other DHs here, Juan Yepes, and uh, I'm giving him a B minus, and I just changed it from a B to a B minus, and I just remembered how awful his defense is. And so mm-hmm. I moved him down to a B minus. But mm-hmm. the fact that, kind of like the Donovan thing, we did not expect him to be that good, especially yeah. offensively. Um, has to be above a C. Yeah. So I gave Lars Newbar a B minus, and Lars Newbar played way better than Juan Yepes, mm-hmm. and Yepes is getting a C plus. Yepes batted two fifty three, and then two ninety six on base. Um, I think he started off so good. I think that's yes. what a lot of people think of, and he kind of that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> did not play good down the stretch. And his defense is horrific. So I'll give him a C, C plus. This, this next guy we didn't see much of, um, this year, but I think we will probably see a lot of them hopefully moving forward or maybe he'll be in Oakland and with the A's, but Alec Burleson. Yeah. We have a lot of players, which is good. I'm giving Burleson a D because he did nothing, but it's not failure worthy because he didn't have enough to be bad. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. He just really didn't. Just another guy. <laughs> yeah, he played 16 games, really didn't do anything to get me pumped. But Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, we can run through the pitching staff here pretty quickly, uh, especially some of these relievers. What about, uh, what about Corey down. Dickerson? You know what? I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot about Corey Dickerson. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I'm going to give Corey a C. I'll give him a B minus. The offense came around. He had a stretch in the offense where he really was crucial in our. He was, he was ten for ten at one. Yeah. At one point. He his defense is not great, mm-hmm. but I'd say a solid a solid signing. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back, but it was it was a solid signing. No, sure. We have so much outfield depth. I don't think we want him back. Yep. Moving on to the pitching staff, let's start with. Let's start with the horse, Adam Wainwright. I'm going to give Big Waino a B for the season. Yeah, I'll go B too. Just a little a little up and down, especially at the end there. If it wasn't for that little injury at the end, mm-hmm. maybe an A. <laughs> yeah. What about Jack Flaherty? I'm giving him a C. C, like I guess he barely pitched. Yeah. He showed flashes. Yep, I agree. How about Miles Michaelis? I'm giving Miles Michaelis a B plus. He was your most consistent pitcher all year. Yeah. You know, I'll give him an A minus. Best pitcher. Okay. 
What yep. was his ERA? Uh, well, it all raised because yeah, he gave up like twelve runs oh, in Colorado. Yeah. It just ruined his whole season, ERA wise. But it was a little over three or mid threes, maybe. I want to say like three forty, maybe. God. The whole they have all these. We had so many players pitch that it's just really messing up the whole pitching <laughs> section here. <laughs> Let me find it. Uh, Guessing three forty two, three twenty nine. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a pretty dang good season. Yeah, I'll do. Uh, 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 I'll do B plus. Okay. All right. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, mid season addition. I'm giving big big Monty a A minus. Uh, I'll give him a B plus. Kind of just like uh, Mike Lewis pitched super good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'm getting them both an A minus. I changed my mind. They both pitched good <laughs> in the postseason too. All right. Yeah. I mean, Monty uh really started off insanely hot, and mm-hmm. then he uh wasn't. He had a couple rough outings at the end there, but I still yeah I agree. He's an A in in the A's. I have an A minus. How about Jose Quintana? I'm giving Jose Quintana an A. A. I wouldn't be against an A plus if somebody said that. Yeah, I'd take he, him back. He, he was a surprise, um, and yeah, he's a free agent now. He could, dominated he, in the postseason too. He was great. Pitched so good. He was great. If you would have said Jose Quintana was going to be our starting pitcher in the postseason at the beginning of the year, ridiculous. I'd have been like, uh, you mean like a a loser bracket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about Dakota Hudson? Because I, I I'm going to give Huddy a C minus on the year. Yeah, I agree. Could even very be disappointing because he, he was, was not sent, good. He was sent down at one point. Think about that. You you threw him and the offense was salivating at watching Dude. him throw. Yeah. Yep. All right, my guy. We're moving on to relief pitchers here. We got my guy. You know who my guy is? You're gonna roast uh, me so hard. Over Hagen. <laughs> He's not even on our team. Drew Verhagen. I thought doing? we released him. I think I think we did, but okay, yeah. face F, face yeah. off the year F. I'm giving him a, yeah. I'll give him a D. <laughs> so my guy. <laughs> well, Packy Naughton. Uh, like a C minus, I guess. I gave I gave him a, I gave Packy a C minus. Uh, Cody Whitley. I gave Cody a D because I thought he was going to do a little more than what he did. He gave, he got like a five ERA and was. I'll give him down. a D because I don't think I ever. I watched a lot of games. I don't think I ever saw a game where he actually pitched. Oh, that's 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 why I gave him a D as well. Well, because like he was supposed to be a, a what do you call it a, a steady guy in the bullpen that was supposed yeah. to be there all year, and he wasn't here all year. Uh, uh, Jake Woodford, I'm giving Woody a B plus. I thought he was great. Yeah, I'll do that too. Because he had like yeah, a two twenty or two forty. Yeah, two twenty three ERA. Yeah, I'll do B plus. Yeah, that's too. really underrated ERA there. Uh, Steven Matz really started off poorly. Uh, had a really good little last few games at the end. I'll give him a C minus. He was injured all year. Yeah, I'll do C too. C minus. Matthew Liberator came up just for a little bit, and when he did, he got D. rocked around. I agree. I agree exactly. I give him. Bad. I give him a D. Looked wimpy. What about James Nail? He came up for a while. St. Louis guy. I'm giving him a C. He started off really well, and then had a couple rocky outings. Uh, I'm trying to even just. Yeah, I'll just give him a C. I can't even find him on the list. Oh, he yeah. had a five ERA. Mm, I know D. it raised. It raised. Uh, a JoJo Romero. I'm giving JoJo a B minus. I thought he he stepped in pretty well. Had a couple outings, and also his, his, if you look up his ERA, that's counting what he had with Philly as well. Actually, 
Because he only yeah. played 15. I guess he, yeah. Um, he played like I'll do B. four or five. With what did you do? What did you do? B minus? B minus, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, Chris Stratton, I also gave a B minus. I yeah, thought he, he was pretty he solid. good. Mm-hmm. Two seven, uh, two seven eight ERA. Yeah, I'll I do he was a very B. Solid. Okay. Uh, I have I have another A here. Zach Thompson, I'm giving mm-hmm. an A. And yeah, I, like I was telling my father actually that earlier, and he was like, "What, Zach Thompson?" I said, "He had a two eight ERA, kind of like Woodford. They both just pitched really consistently, and nobody talks yeah. about him." I agree. I'll go. I'll go B plus. Small okay. sample size. Uh, Let's Hennessy's talk about the other lefty, TJ McFarland. F. <laughs> I didn't even put him on the list. <laughs> Good. Uh, Hennessy's Cabrera. Now, hear me out. I, I feel like you're going to give him pretty low. I'm going to give Hennessy's a C minus, and it's because he started off so well. And oh, I was just... going to give him like a C. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave him a C minus because he started off really pitching well, and then kind of just fell off out of nowhere. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Andre Palante. I'm giving Andre an A, and even though he had Ups and downs. Oh, I agree. He started. Mm-hmm. He was. He pitched a lot of innings. Mm-hmm. He was a setup guy at some point. He was a middle yeah. relief. He was a start. He went eight innings against the Nationals, uh, eight shutout innings. So yeah, Andre, uh, very good piece for us this year. And who would have thought he'd be top? I think he was top five in rookie of the year, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? Yeah, I think okay. he was fifth. Um, I could be off on that, but he he was definitely in top ten. Uh, Jordan Hicks. We're down to our last three here. I'm giving Jordan a C minus on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, C. If we're gonna do who did I compare it to O'Neill earlier? Where what we thought they were gonna be? I could you could move him down to a D something because um, but the, the health has not been there, and then he showed really flashes of being dominant, and then he would just walk everybody. So it's yeah. just um, yeah. So we're down to our last two here. Giovanni Gallegos. I am giving a B on the year. And yeah. I thought he was really consistent all year, but B the plus. reason I have him as a B, you be B plus. Sure, why not? The reason I gave him a B is because that dude works so slow. True. I want to see the how he, worker. I want to see how he adjusts to the pitch clock next year, and if it affects him at all. Um, and then last but not least, my only A plus is Ryan Helsley. A. Because <laughs> the last game. Yeah, because he wouldn't tell the people he was hurt and kind of lost us the game. Yeah, I'm not still yeah. better. I was looking at his stats though, man. 124 ERA or something like that, like insane stuff. If you're but, hurt, tell the coach. Yep. But that was our uh, St. Louis Cardinals player grade that we've been kind of pushing off for a long time here. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the NHL, we can continue with some St. Louis talk here. The Blues uh, had a couple games in this last week that we've been missing. I want to point out that last one. Blues versus Panthers. Uh, it was the night of your, um, what would you call it? Him and hers party thing? Yeah. It was the night of that. And right before I headed over to uh, your your aunt, right? That was your aunt's place? Cousin. Cousin's place. Man, I get that confused every time. Uh, but it was your, before we headed over to your cousin's place, um, I was watching a little bit of the Blues game. First 10 minutes, we were down 3 nothing to the Panthers. We had just lost to the Lightning, and I was like, man. I called my dad on the way there, and he said he turned it off. He was just, just annoyed. AJ called bitter. his dad crying about the game. <laughs> <laughs> no. But he was saying he was so bitter about it. So uh, with about nine minutes left in the first, Brendan Sod scores. It's 3-1. to one. And the uh, um, second period, uh, L- Lundell scored for the Panthers. Now it's 4-1. to one. So we're down 4-1 to one going into the third. O'Reilly made this weird play where he – I think he was trying to pass it from behind the net and it just mm. literally hit the back of the goalie's 
skates and went to the net for goal. It's kind of just an unlucky bounce for them. Uh, lucky for us. So now it's 4-2. Out of nowhere, Kyrou and Tarasenko score it's 4-4. And then the overtime winner by Jordan Kyrou to win it. I don't know if you saw it, man. It is filthy. It was three on three, so the whole ice is open. Yeah. Tori Tori Krug's like standing behind our net. He skates out in front of our net and makes a full ice pass from in front of like by the goalie crease where uh, mm-hmm. Thomas Grice was, all the way to the opposite blue line to Kyrou, right on the money, right on his stick. And Kyrou goes forehand, backhand, and roofs it. I think it was over Spencer Knight. Uh, but I want to shout out Jordan Kyrou because not only was that absolutely filthy and his celebration was phenomenal, he has an eight-game point streak right now. And he was the like one guy at the beginning of the year that was really struggling and getting mm-hmm. a lot of hate from people here in St. Louis. But he has been uh, red hot lately. And I actually have, have it pulled up here. 13 points in his last eight games, five goals, eight assists. And I mentioned after his after his slow start. And he was my first guy out of the three who's hot I have here. Um, I actually I did it wrong. I have four hot. And two not, <laughs> but um, <laughs> one of my other hot hot players right now, Mitch Marner, sixteen game point streak, five goals, seventeen assists, and twenty two points in that stretch. All right, uh, he plays for solid. the Maple Leafs. Yes, sir. Yep, Toronto. Yeah, I mean he's on the line with Austin Matthews. He's going to get a lot of points, but a sixteen game point streak, and yeah. for him, he's kind of like Kairu. He started off slow. Toronto started off slow, and there was that there was a whole drama. I mentioned it on here earlier. I don't know if you were if you were uh, if I was by myself for that episode or not. Uh, how he just walked off the ice and with like six minutes left in the third period, just went to the locker room, grabbed all his sticks, and left. Oh wow! Yeah, so he was he was uh, it was not a good situation to say the least. Another guy, uh, he, I don't know if he's even hot right now. He's just been hot all year. Jason Robertson, he's an he's an Asian hockey player for the Dallas Stars. Uh, you don't yeah, I was going to try to guess what team he was, and I had no idea. Never heard of him before. Well, first of all, you don't see many Asian guys yeah. playing hockey, and also, Wait, what's his name? Jason Robertson. Jason <laughs> that's Robertson. what. I, that's what. That was the other point I was going to make. You don't see many Asian guys named Jason Robertson. Yeah, but he has 18 goals, goals, which is the most in hockey this year, and 17 assists, 35 points. So, I mean, he has more goals than Austin Matthews, McDavid. Dry is he Seidel. a rookie? Now he's a third year guy, <laughs> but he's got extreme potential. Um, and then my last who's hot is actually the entire Seattle Kraken. They're 13, five and three this year, a complete surprise to everybody. And they've been led by Andre Burakovsky, seven goals, 14 assists, 21 points. Um, where I, I, where's, where in the point of the season, is it like, are they just not like, is this actually them? Because 13, five and three, we're almost a fourth of the way through. It's like, I'm starting to feel like they might, this might actually be a decent team. They might actually be good. Yeah. Um, I do have two players that are, or one player and one team that is not hot right now. And, uh, looking through all the players in the league that I was do- doing earlier, um, I came across Drake Batherson for the Ottawa Senators, five goals, 11 assists, 16 points on the year, which you would think that's not too bad, but he has a negative 15 on the ice. Mm. So, I mean, he's just, I mean, when you're on a bad team like Ottawa, which is actually extremely underperforming this year, yeah. when you're on a bad team like that, you're going to have pretty much everybody with negatives. But the fact that he was the worst negative by far stood out to me. I had to mention how bad Drake Batherson's been on the ice. And then um, my bad team was the Philadelphia Flyers. They started off really hot, and they've lost mm-hmm. their last 10 games. Um, because if you look at the record, they're 7-10-5, and five, and you would think that's pretty bad. But um, losing 10 straight games is a testament to how bad they have been. 
Good. Um, I don't that, like Philadelphia. I, I know exactly. I was happy when I saw that, but that was all of my um, NHL talk uh, that I brought in NBA wise. So we said we were going to. Oh do wait, I have some more on NHL. Do you now? No, I don't. Ah, <laughs> uh, I got me excited. So NHL or NBA wise, I should say, um, we're, we're going to do that King of the Court now. Where uh, can you still see me? See me, by the way. Yeah. All right, right on. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this episode is gonna be. Trey Young, um, that we're going to be comparing it. And should I just pull up point guards? Yeah. You think we should do it that way? Because I'm going to pick out five point guards and we're going to do Would You Rather King of the Court edition here, uh, with Trey Young being the on agency sports talk. Yes. The main on this Monday, November 28th. (laughs) There you go. So let's start. Um, Trey Young. Or Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. I'm also taking Damian Lillard. And I think a lot of people would actually have a problem with that. I think a lot of people would say Trey Young. Respectfully, I think your guys are wrong. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with Dame on that one. Um, let me find four more here. I'm looking through all the point guards. I want to find a, a controversial one. What about, I have one that I'm going to say for last. Because it's, it's one that everybody talks about. Steph Curry, <laughs> I see him on here, but that's a that's a no brainer. Steph is obviously better. Yeah. Uh, um, what about Trey Young or Kyrie Irving? Ooh. Like if Kyrie plays, it's Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. But now I'd take Trey Young because Kyrie never plays. I would take Trey Young slightly. But if it's I based think- just on how they play, Kyrie, Kyrie does some. Crazy it does. I do like Trey Young's playmaking a lot. I like that ability. Yeah, well. oh, true. Um, he's always high up there in assists. I don't like Trey's shot taking sometimes. Yeah, he likes to heave that thing, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I know this guy's older, and this could be. You could probably make Chris fun Paul. of this. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm going to take <clears throat> Trey Young, but I I I brought up Chris Paul because a lot of people probably think. I mean, a lot of people probably think, oh, Trey Young easily over Chris Paul. Why are you asking that? But Chris Paul, even though he hasn't won a championship, has had that impact on the Suns where they have now become a contender, yeah. where Trey Young hasn't got it anywhere besides that one year, which is right now looking like a fluke. I think I would I think I would choose Trey Young, but I'd rather play with Chris Paul. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. I think Trey Young's better right now, but I'd rather play on Chris Paul's team because he shoots at a higher percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still think he's a better pass than Trey Young. I know the assist may not show it, but I still think so. Yeah, I don't know. De- good definitely just smarter defense. And, yeah, like Trey Young's not a. I mean, even though he's a good playmaker, a lot of his assists come off lobs to John Collins. It's not yeah. like him breaking down the offense. If that makes sense. Yeah, Chris Paul. Chris Paul's like savvy and makes mm-hmm. the right play. Um. I do have two more for you though, and I'm I'm really excited for these two. This is the two I've been waiting like I'm all picking Luca over him. I'm not I'm not gonna do Luca, even though that's a really good one. That's actually a really good one. So I'm gonna do really a good one. If anyone picks Trey Young over Luca, yeah. Now now it's easy because Luca's been yeah insane. But uh, I'm gonna save the best for last. But my second one here, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. It's tough. It's tough because Shea's been so good. He's averaging over thirty this year. Personally, making, making the Thunder competitive. Probably a little bias. 
but I would probably take Shea just because he can score. I don't know what his assist numbers are like. I know they're probably not as high. Not as high, but I think it's five or six, if I remember correctly. And I just think he's like 6'5", six, 6'4", six, too. Yeah, 6'5", six, six, I believe. Does he play good defense? It's solid. He's long, athletic. Yeah, that, yeah, that's... If you play defense with Trey Young on 2K, not fun. I know that's <laughs> a very bad explanation. This match waiting to happen. So but I'm I'd actually going to take Shea. Just the athleticism agree. and scoring and height and mm-hmm. ability. I'm going to agree. I'm going to go Shea as well. I think, I think a lot, a lot of people would take Trey Young. I agree. I think I, when I post this, we're going to get some backlash for that. Yeah, but I'm going to go Shea as well. Uh, this one's this one's going to get very interesting. Ben Simmons. Oh, he actually has been honestly playing better though. I don't know if you saw his last three games. He's actually played well. I looked at um, his stats yesterday when I was getting on a plane. And he had like two points. <laughs> yeah. Well, he. I think he's had like. So I played somebody in fantasy this week. This should show you. And he had the most points out of both teams in fantasy. Oh wow. So he's he's. I mean, he does everything. You know, assists, rebounds, points. He's going to be a good fantasy guy. That's why I drafted Draymond Green, by the way, because as I knew. Draymond, even though he doesn't score, he gets rebounds, yeah. he gets assists. He's going to give you a good fantasy. I do have to say this, AJ. How do you feel having a worse record than I do? And I have not set my lineup since the first week. What's your right? Are you three and two? Uh, I think I'm three and three now. I lost this week. Okay. I'm three. I'm three and three also now. Yeah. Um, that's, when do that's, I play you? Cause I will actually try. Yeah. We got to go. We got to go at it. So back to the, the king of the court. Would you rather yeah, hear? Sorry. My, my number one and this one, uh, you have to pick the right one, Zach, or we're going to have some problems here. Trey Young or John Morant? It's John Morant. Okay, thank you. Good. It's not even. Ooh. It's not even close. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. So many people say Trey Young, man. So many people. No. And I think Trey, even though he puts up big stats, he's fun to watch. But I don't. It's kind of like I had him low in my point guard or high. Like the Hawks haven't really won. Two. They made it to the Western Conference Finals and they didn't even make the playoffs last year, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. So for me, like Trey, um, puts up really big numbers. And I, the argument people say is like Jaws, the Grizzlies have been really good without Jaw, you know, that whole thing. They also for were me, good with him. <laughs> I know that, that exactly. Um, and like when it comes to playoff time, you want that closer and that's mm-hmm. Jaw on your team, even though Desmond Bain's been insane, but. Um, I'm glad you said John Morant. I'm glad oh, you said. I want to see what people say about that because I, uh, I'm also not like a huge. Like, I like Trey Young, but I think uh, he was kind of fun to watch in college because he just shoot crazy, like he'd score a bunch of mm-hmm. points. But mm-hmm. his shot selection, just it just, I'm just like, stop, yeah, please. yeah. Also, I mean, Ja, in my opinion, I mentioned this in the another, uh, I guess our last episode, maybe. If I'm showing somebody basketball for the first time, I'm showing them John Morant. He brings so much flash and like athleticism and, uh, but at the same time, he's, if you watch him, he does these crazy athletic plays. And some people would think maybe there's going to be a point where that he can't do that anymore. Yeah. But for me, he, he is so savvy still. Like he has Mm -hmm. that veteran presence already. He's like 22, 23. Yeah. So I think, um, in my opinion, I know Tatum's been unbelievable once again, and Luca's been the best player in basketball this year so far. Um, I think Ja has the ability to be the best player in basketball. Uh, the thing about Luca, though, I was just kind of thinking about this: is Luca's not super athletic. He's going to be good forever. I know. 
I know. Unless he has some kind of injury happen, yeah. I know, but I'm be... telling you, people who are not just like Rip don't get injured. Dirk, Dirk was here forever. <laughs> and just doing one foot fadeaways all day. Yeah. yeah. Goat. Don't disrespect. But... Don't put don't say Dirk's name in vain. <laughs> <laughs> Dirk's your guy. Dirk's always been your guy. Oh, I love him. But we're gonna uh transition perfectly here into our next interview with Caroline Ortiz. We hope you guys enjoy it. We are blessed to have another special guest with us. She is our first wrestler to join. Raised in Puerto Rico and then spending her high school years in Florida, she was a two-time Florida State champion, regional champion, and had two undefeated seasons. She is currently a senior at Missouri Baptist University and has dominated over her four years there. Her college career includes being a four-time All-American, and she is also a member of the Puerto Rico World Team. Miss Caroline Ortiz is here with us today. How are you doing, Caroline? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, super good. And we're so excited to have you on. For sure. For sure. So we mentioned a little bit off air, uh, but Florida, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, Dominican, break it down for us. Uh, where are you from? <laughs> so I was born in New Jersey. I was there for about a week, so I don't really know what part. And then my mom took me to Puerto Rico. I lived there for about seven years. Then I went to the Dominican Republic for six years. Then I moved to Florida for from my middle school all the way to my high school. I mean, and now basically. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit from everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so were your, were, was your family Puerto Rican? So half of my family is Puerto Rican and half of my family is Dominican. So I have gotcha. family all over. Yeah. Right on. Right on. So how about Florida, Puerto Rico, Dominican? Where did you feel most at home, I guess? That's a tough question. So I never really felt at home in Florida. It uh-huh. always was between Puerto Rico and the Dominican just because I miss my family. I didn't when we first moved over there, it was just me, my mom, and my siblings. So when you ask me where does it feel at home, I would just say both since I have both of my families there, you know? Yeah. And then you compete for the Puerto Rican world team. But you could choose between Puerto Rican and Dominican, or could you not? I could choose between Puerto Rico, the Dominican, and the U.S. since I was born in the U.S., but I chose to be on the Puerto Rico team. But once you choose a team, you can't just change teams. You know, I can't just yeah. represent Puerto Rico, then the DR the next year, and then the USA the next Yeah. So, gotcha. But you could do that if you took a five-year gap in between so you'd have to take off stop wrestling yep that's crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure gotcha gotcha um and so now you're at missouri baptist um in beautiful st louis missouri and uh just wanted to kind of <laughs> ask uh how was your how has your time been um wrestling at missouri baptist and also taking classes there like how has it been doing both so I love Missouri Baptist. Like the classes are great because it's a small school. The class sizes are about, well, at least for my major classes now, they're about mm-hmm. seven to ten people. You get to really know the teachers and cooperate yeah, with them. Nice. The team, I love wrestling for this team. Like we're really a family. They're always there for me. The coaching, love the coaches. My high school coach is my college coach. Actually, he oh, came that's cool. up here. Yeah, mm. and other than the weather, it being cold. Compared to Florida and Puerto Rico and the Dominican, then other than that, I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, that's so we that's have... funny because I I tell AJ all the time because 
I'm now living in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm always telling AJ, I'm like, it is so hot down here. I'm like, I feel like I'm sweating all the time. And when I went back home this past weekend for Thanksgiving, it was in like the 40s and I was like, this feels amazing. <laughs> I know, man. And I'm, I'm a winter guy. I, I'm, I've been waiting for winter for months and months now for this to come around. I know. I know. <laughs> well, I'm literally the opposite. I was here and then for Thanksgiving break, I went to Florida. I'm like, oh, the hot. I miss this. And yeah. then I came back and I was like, oh, great. Back to the yeah. 40s. <laughs> so I mentioned that you're our first wrestler to join. We've had <laughs> baseball, football, hockey, basketball, soccer. I mean, I think we have, yeah, we've had pretty much everything. Um, but wrestling's not a super common sport i would say like my high school didn't have it did washington did washington have it for you yeah we were we had a good really good wrestling team well when did the the love of wrestling where did that come from and when that clicked to you uh that this was your sport i would say because it's an individual sport compared to football baseball other sports like i don't like team sports because you can blame it on other people like Oh, that person didn't do their job, so that's why we lost. This person, no. With wrestling, it's just individual. If you don't put in the work, it's not you're not going to get the results. You put in 100, you're going to see the results on the mat. So everybody that, like, BS is basically, or like, oh, I'm doing this, but it's slacking. Everything shows on the mat. So that's pretty much why I fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't say say it better myself. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's an amazing attitude. Yeah. Um, towards wrestling. That's probably why you're amazing at it. Mm-hmm. Um, in my question, you kind of answered it, but what does it, uh, what sets wrestling apart and it's that individuality and just like it's you versus the other person. And it's like everything is on you to get the dub, basically. It's, it's a mentality. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, like I said, you slack off is going to show. That's why mm-hmm. I love it so much. Like, you put in the work. I try to put in as much as I can, give my 100% so it can show off the mat. Sometimes, you know, wrestling is cruel. I mean, stuff happens, life happens, personal stuff happens. So when personal stuff happens and you can't do certain things and then you come back and then you lose, everything has – you just have to, you know, get a little program, have your support system, and be able to push through it and still give your 100% to it. Mm-hmm. So you've competed in normal matches at Missouri Baptist. Um, I guess that's kind of what would be like a regular season match. Do you call it that? Yeah, regular season tournaments, yeah. Okay. And then you've also competed at major national tournaments. So what's the difference there, uh, maybe in your preparation, if any? Um, obviously, the pressure. I mean, do you feel the pressure difference? Not really. I feel like the pressure is the same. Well, I had competed in Spain last month and coming up to it, I felt a little pressure and then I was like, okay, Caroline, it's still the same thing. It's still just another human being. Everybody's beatable. Everybody has their bad days. Everybody, you know, everybody's beatable. So at first I was nervous and then like the week off of competition, I was like, Caroline, you put in everything towards this. Like, this is your goal. You've, you haven't been slacking. You've been on your diet. It's a lifestyle. So like, when it came to um, pressure that same week, I was just like, no, I got this, you know, like I worked hard for this and it was so on the mat. So, yeah. so uh, preparation wise, I mean, any, I don't want to say like superstitions, but what kind of music you listening to? What kind of stuff gets you, gets you going right before you get out there? 
I listen to Michael Jackson and only Michael Jackson. I know. Really? Yeah, I get pumped up. I start dancing. I start singing. <laughs> I'm in my That's own awesome. head. And I try not to think about it. I don't like listening to super like hype, uh, pumped up stuff mm-hmm. because if you're listening to hype up music all the way, like your hypeness, you're going to get drained. You're going to mm-hmm. start coming down. Yeah. You're just chilling, whatever. And as soon as you shake hands, everything's off. It's just you and the person you're wrestling. That That's how I like it to be, you know? So and I'm not gonna lie, that, that's a com- that's a complete surprise. I did not expect Michael Jackson whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I was not thinking yeah. Michael Jackson. Wow. And people don't know, but I have I literally have my competition underwear, my competition sports bra, my competition socks. Uh huh. Like, everything has to stay the same. Everything. And gotcha. I'm Michael Jackson music. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um. So my next question, I know there's some younger people who listen really just, I know some of my cousins listen here a little, their mom plays it for them in the car. But my question is what is some advice you would give a young athlete who wants to pursue a collegiate athletic career? I would say just like I always say, just give a hundred to it. You know, people always doubt you. They always talk down, but as soon as you get on that metal stance and you're doing your achievements and success, then they'll be the first ones clapping. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You don't got to listen to them. I block them off. You want to tell me, Oh, you're never going to get there. Whatever. I'm just like, all right, cool. Whatever. I'll prove you wrong. And then you'll be the first one right there. Oh my God. I know her. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but other than uh-huh. that, I just keep on pushing. Don't listen to the negative stuff. Have a good support system. That's the main point. Know who your real friends are and your family and your coaches. Trust them and they'll get you where you need to be. I, I should have asked this earlier, but how did, you know, Missouri Baptist come as an option for you? Mm-hmm. How did you hear about it or have that connection? So I actually verbally committed ending of my sophomore year in high school. And then I this like I committed my junior year. So I heard of Missouri Baptist because of my high school coach. He knew the head coach here and then he was like, yeah, like if you go here, I'll be able to come to the tournaments and coach you. He like he's we're friends, we're cool. All right. I was like, I'm all in. Like my coach is like my dad. So I was like, it is what it is. That's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And then once we got here, that's the same thing. My freshman year, he would come up for the tournaments. My sophomore year, he started coming for more practices and tournaments. My junior year, he became an assistant coach. And this year, mm-hmm. he's the head coach. Wow. Right on. That's awesome. Right on. So I'm one that believes NAIA level is extremely underrated. I think it's very compatible, comparable to the Division II level. Um, I think NAIA is more talented than the D3 level. You have dominated this level, though. Has, has there been any thought in your four-year career? Because you're going into your fourth year or going into your fifth year? This is my fourth year. Okay. So has there been any thought at any point to maybe go to a D1 school or have you just been really adamant on just staying here? No, I was just staying here. Like I said, my coach is like my dad. Like he's always been there for me. My dad lives in the Dominican Republic, so I don't get to see him much. And he stepped into my life as a dad role. Like it's much more than coaching. So like I just... Yeah. I don't want nobody else in my corner but him. He's the reason wh- why I am where I'm at, you know, mm-hmm. why I'm so good. So I've never thought about it, honestly. Gotcha. And um, I've mentioned several times now that you've absolutely dominated at the NAIA level. So do you have any – I'm sure you have memories, tons of memories, but is there one that stands out to you, a favorite memory, a favorite moment you've had, a favorite accomplishment? Um, 
Collegiate-wise, no, but the one that stands out the most would be in high school when I first saw American. So it was in Fargo, and it wasn't my All-American match, like placement match, like the last match, but it was the day before. Like, because if you make it to the semifinals, you automatically All-American. Even if you lose the rest, you automatically All-American, which I made the mistake of. But that first day, as soon as I got to the semifinals and I won my quarterfinals because I pinned the girl, like, all my pressure, everything just dropped because I was like, I finally made it. Because every other wow. tournament before that, the national term- tournaments, I would lose in the blood round, which is if you win that match, you place. If you don't, you're out of the tournament. Every national tournament up to my junior year, it would always be the same thing. Blood round, I lose, I'm out. And then everybody that would come on the trip, they would All-American. I would see them get their trophies and stuff. So when they got to my junior year, that first day I got to the semis, I won my quarterfinals. Like, everything just, like, dropped. I was like, oh, my God, I made it. Like, yeah. that's crazy. So that's the that's the one match that I would just, like, always remember. <laughs> Is there anything – before I hand it off to you, Zach, is there, cause I've been talking a while here, but is there anything that you haven't achieved yet that would give you that feeling of just like, Oh, I, I'm here. Like I did that. Winning worlds. Mm-hmm. So the world championships, that that's the feeling. And then, you know, I want to go to the Olympics. I want to get a gold medal and that's probably next big thing. That's, that's when that feeling is really going to hit yeah. me. So. Yes, ma'am. Right on. Yep. Um, so you kind of talked about this a little bit with your coach, but what are some of your role models that have helped you throughout your successful wrestling career so far? So I would say my coach. (laughs) (laughs) And then at first I did start looking up to people. And then my coach was like, don't look up to people because one day they will be your competition, which that really sank in because I would look at to the seniors and to like older people winning worlds and stuff when I was in high school. And he was like, you shouldn't be praising them. You shouldn't be looking up to them because one day they'll be your competition. Like, yeah, you can be like, oh yeah, they're good wrestlers or whatever, but you shouldn't, you know, like be all over them. Oh my God, I love her. Because one day you're going to be right next to them front, face to face wrestling. Mm-hmm. Them. So other than my coach and my mom, because she's, you know, always there for me yeah. and allowed me to wrestle because I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. But <laughs> you're fine. I had put cheerleading into wrestling and then I didn't tell my mom because I knew she wouldn't have liked it. So I told her I would be at cheerleading practice. One time she picked me up thinking from cheerleading, she seen all the cheerleaders come out and she was like, Oh, she's not there. She found out I was wrestling. She made me quit for a week. She made wow. me feel like you're never wrestling. I was like, no, I started bawling my eyes out every day. I was like, I begged her to let me go back in. And she did. So I got yeah, you know, to She, I love she you. tried to ruin your career. Yeah. <laughs> but she let me back in. So it's all good. Yeah. Is, uh, is watching film a big thing in for wrestling? Yes and no. Like, personally, I don't like watching film. So I'll tell my coach, let me know what matches I have to watch. If I don't have to watch them, I'm not going to. Because there is such a thing as you're watching too much film. Mm -hmm. Like when you start doing junk stuff just because you've seen it in a video and then you start losing matches. I've seen that happen where I see like great wrestlers, they start watching too much film and then their career starts going down the hill because they start like just trying stuff that's just not going to work, you know? Overthinking it. Exactly. 
So I don't like watching matches, honestly, other than reviewing my coach, my past matches. We'll just talk about what I need to fix and then just mm-hmm. move on from there, you know? Other than that, I don't really watch film unless I have to. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say next is, do you watch your own film more than opponent stuff? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I probably more than I should. Yeah. Sometimes I try to, you know, keep it back because I overthink sometimes you know so i just keep replaying that same match that same match and i slow it down and i'll speed it up and then slow it yeah, back yeah, down. Yeah. like this is what i did wrong and it'll be in yeah. my for forever honestly i can remember every match i've lost or who i've lost to and then i just yeah. write down who i lost to why i lost to them so yeah i do watch my own film more than i should but uh-huh. <laughs> i try to limit it and when does uh when does season begin and end for you in season um, like college season? Yeah, yeah. So as soon as we get to school, we start preseason, we start workouts. We literally have like three days to settle in for school and then we start our workouts. And then we had our first tournament in October and then our last tournament doesn't end until a week after school ends. So it's just year round. Okay. And then I'll wrestle for Puerto Rico throughout the summer and now. So it's just like a full yeah. year round sport. And so are you maintaining that weight class? Or have you ever have you hopped from lower to higher or and done any changes there? Um, yes. So at first I wrestled one twenty two in high school and then once I got to college I had some medical problems. So I took a medical red shirt and I ended up gaining weight. It was also COVID year. And I had mm-hmm. got surgery and everything. So after I got my surgery, I started going back to the rest uh cutting away, you know, training and everything. And I ended up wrestling all the way up to 143. That's the highest I've ever been. 143 was the highest I've wrestled. And I came back down to 136 and 130. And I wrestled last season. I wrestled 130 my sophomore and junior year. No, sorry. Junior year, I went down to 123. So last year I wrestled 123. Yeah. And then this year for Puerto Rico, I've been wrestling – 130 and then this upcoming tournament i have this weekend in the dominican republic i'll be wrestling 136 because they don't have a 130 weight class so i have to go up but then i'll be wrestling back down at 130 for mobat (laughs) and then maybe even 123 that's wild is it hard to maintain and change weight (laughs) yes if you make it be hard so mm-hmm. it, it's all about diet it's all about coming down slowly if you just wait until last minute to come down and start eating right and preparing your meals and your workouts then it's gonna be hell <laughs> you're gonna struggle <laughs> to make weight and then you're gonna be weak for weigh-ins and all you want to do is drink and go up and eat after weigh-ins and then you can tell in a match when you just wait the last minute to cut weight instead mm-hmm. of you know coming down on it slowly so yeah I keep thinking of questions now that we just keep talking here. Is there like a, is there like a accomplishment meal? You know, when you cut down weight after you win something or something, is there like a, a so-called cheat meal that you uh, go to? Donuts. Krispy Kreme donuts. Mm-hmm. I'm with that's, you. I'm that's with definitely you. a go-to. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Right on. So we like to end our interviews uh, pretty much the same with all of our athletes, kind of give our viewers a um a site into where they're going to go with their career or even outside of athletics so what's next for caroline ortiz so uh, that's the funny thing is everybody has that same response yeah (laughs) isn't that funny (laughs) 
So next, I have the Caribbean Championships in the Dominican Republic. Then I'll be doing my regular college season. Um, but the main goal is, like I said, the Olympics. That's in 2024. And then I'll also be doing an internship in Puerto Rico this summer uh, for because I'm a broadcast media major with a minor in communications. I'll be doing that with... Um, Sorry, an anchoring program they have over there. So right on. that's what that's sweet. will be going on in the next year, year and a <laughs> yeah. half. Do you want to stay in the athletics type of department with that stuff? Yes, I do. So I've done anchoring and behind the camera work and editing. So I've done videography, interviewing, editing, and anchoring. So in front of the camera, behind the camera. So I'm still trying to figure out which one I want, but for sure I'm sticking to sports. Gotcha. So that that uh, answers why you're pretty, pretty natural with uh, – responding to questions in here but <laughs> caroline uh we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your mm-hmm. three trainings a day schedule <laughs> to uh to join us i think it was a great listen for our viewers our listeners and uh best of luck moving forward in your career and path outside of athletics yeah thank best you. of luck <laughs> right on sorry go ahead <laughs> no best of luck this has been awesome thank you so much guys perfect Caroline Ortiz, she's one of a kind. She's uh, pretty dominant in her sport, one would oh, say. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but no, she was absolutely unbelievable. And uh, we're super blessed to have her on, as well as the other guests we have coming on. We're just, I don't know about you, man. I, we, I haven't talked to you about this. I'm just blessed to have people come on. And oh, talk same. It. It's super cool. Um, Thinking but, that we'd actually have people come on and talk to two people who... <laughs> We think we're smart, but <laughs> hey, we're smart, bro. We're of. smart. We know our stuff. Um, but moving on to college football, Zach, I know uh, you had a rough week out there, but yes. there was. Was- <laughs> um, you said this is my time to take over, so I'll, yeah, I'll I'll hand it off to you. All you. <laughs> so let's start off with uh, the Pac-12. Um, did Washington win? They did. They did. Too bad they aren't in the Pac-12 championship. So I was going to um, talk okay. about. <laughs> wait, we were talking about that at your uh, party the other night. Yeah. And that night when I got home, I turned on the Washington game, and it, it literally just popped up the, um, the stat that I've totally forgot about Utah. Completely forgot about Utah. So you, we, we had no chance of getting in either way. So, mm. but wait, how? Why not? Uh, USC obviously, and then it was between Oregon and Utah. We were the next one back because we we didn't play utah or we, and uh, we didn't play um uh usc so kind of kind of a bummer but yeah all right we'll start we'll just kind of go through like the throughout the day so georgia beat georgia tech at one point at halftime it was 10 to 3 but georgia as the good teams do they get a hold of the game and just kind of blow out the team after a while mm-hmm. and then uh the big one as they call it uh, Michigan, Ohio State. Going wow. into it, I thought Ohio State was going to destroy them. I agree. Michigan got it done. Kudos to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 45 to 23. And the one guy on Michigan who I had no, uh, I did not think is good. Their quarterback made some big throws. Uh, what's that? What's that running shots. back that went nuts? Yeah. Uh, Edwards. Um, it was their backup running back, wasn't it? Yeah, he he did get a, he does get a lot of carries because all they do is he his season so far he has ninety two rushes for six hundred eighty seven yards, which um two hundred two hundred of those six hundred yards were in that game. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he went off. 
But I think going into this game, uh, we, I think a lot of people were kind of skeptical on both teams. Kind of their strength of schedule wasn't great. The Big Ten hasn't yep. been great. But I think really it shows how important defense and running the football is. And a lot of people don't like just air it out. Because mm-hmm. CJ Stroud had a great game. He had 349 yards, two touchdowns. He did have interceptions at the end, but that's that was kind of during garbage time, them just throwing it all over the place. Mm-hmm. And uh Michigan kind of shut them down. I like they kind of, they gave up a lot of yards, but they shut them down. Mm-hmm. Which I guess they held them whenever it uh they were in the red zone. I didn't watch the game. I was in pain watching another game, but uh <laughs> Michigan looked really dominant. Um I'm kind of swayed a little bit on there, but I still think Georgia will beat them. And Georgia, I think to me, could win it all. But hey, there's going to be a lot of new teams in the college football playoff this year, which is exciting. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. No ranked games. Um, yeah. South Carolina beat us. That was sad. That's wild. But how <laughs> is like the big deep breath? <laughs> it's, it's really what's been, we've done this every single year. We start out good or we, we have good stretches and bad stretches. We started out good leading at halftime. Um, we turned over Rattler, who I hate his guts, and I hope he does not do good in the NFL. Um, sorry, just him with his like rattlesnake necklace. I just don't like it. <laughs> um, but we just did what we did all year. We our receivers couldn't get a lot of separation, get open, or they drop a ball, or if they were open, DJ would throw it five yards over their head or underthrow them, or mm-hmm. just. DJ can, I, I really like DJ. I think he's a nice guy, but he cannot throw a spiral. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch a game and you're like, let's watch and see how good this quarterback does a spiral. Like he's does not look like, like he is a good quarterback, but he can't, it doesn't have that college football quarterback yeah. spiral that, yeah. um, people throw, but we just shot ourselves in the foot. We just turned it over. DJ threw interceptions, had fumbles, fumbled on the punt return at the end of the game which we could have got a shot to kick a field goal and win. But um, South Carolina beat us. We deserve to lose. We did not play like um, uh, we should win. But with that said, we are 10-2. and two. People think we're really bad, and we can win the ACC championship, be 11-2, and two, win a New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl, be 12-2, and two, and it's a mm-hmm. down year for us. So I'll take it. If a down yeah. year is 12-2 and two, and in a New Year's Six Bowl, with um a quarterback not playing great at all. Yep. Hey. <laughs> so it could be worse. <laughs> what if you had Trevor Lawrence right now? Oh, we'd probably be undefeated for sure. Okay. That's what I thought you'd say, yeah. He's so good. Yep. After yep. it's just I realized last year in the Georgia game, after watching how bad we played in offense against Georgia, I looked to my roommates and I was like, Wow, we were very blessed with Travis Etienne <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. But I will say I'm, we did not give it to Shipley enough. He had fi- only 15 carries and had 132 yards rushing. I would say just give him like 30 more carries and just not pass it. Mm-hmm. That would be my, cause DJ threw it 29 times and was eight for 29. Uh, mm-hmm. not I, good. I'm not like great at mental math, but I know that's <laughs> below 50, <and> below 40. <laughs> Yeah. Probably below 30. That being said, South Carolina's, we, we still own the state, buddy. You got lucky. Um, 
Alabama destroyed Auburn. And in a weird, and if something really weird happens this Dude. next week, Alabama could slip in. That's ridiculous. It's just crazy. Um, all right, I'm just going down the game. This Oregon Oregon State game. I remember looking at my phone and seeing Oregon up by quite a bit, and then I remember looking at the final and Oregon State ended up winning. <laughs> yeah. Um. Whoa. Oregon's kind of hit a landslide. Kind of them in Tennessee just kind of limped to the finish line and had some big losses at the end. But that was surprising to me. But a lot of people in Oregon, I think on game day, some people picked Oregon State because if you ask Oregon like who the rival is, they don't say Oregon State. They say Washington because they mm-hmm. hate your guts, mm-hmm. um, especially you. you yes, me. Long time. Yeah, die hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you go to Oregon State and ask who their rival is, they're like Oregon. They despise mm-hmm. Oregon. So um, yep. that was a surprise to me. Um, Purdue beat Indiana, and Purdue's in is the Big Ten West champion. It's crazy. Uh, they'll be playing Michigan in the um, title game, which I'm telling you, watch out for that game. Purdue has a history of they play a top 10 ranked team. They become Alabama. The, if they beat Michigan, or is Michigan, is there a chance they don't make the college football playoff? Or since beating Ohio State, do you think they're locked? Personally, if Purdue embarrasses them, I don't think they should be in because Purdue's eight and four. And if me being completely biased, if Clemson would lose to literally anyone, we'd be, yeah, we'd not have a chance, but I'm not biased at all. <laughs> but I, I really do believe Purdue could make it interesting because they just sling it. Um, TCU, a lot of people were thinking this could have been a tough game for them. I would say it's, Supposedly they had a really good defense. Well, they did in this game because they lost oh. 62 to 14 and TCU's looking strong. And I am, I would like TCU when I was a kid and I am jumping on the TCU bandwagon. I had a special at one point. So I toured, I walked around the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's private. I'm cheering for expensive. him. I'm cheering for him. Frogs. I like <laughs> Dugan, Duggan. Yeah. And their whole team's pretty fun. Uh, what else? Texas A&M. A&M. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm about that's, to get that's a big boy. That's a big boy. Uh, Utah destroyed Colorado. Surprised, surprise, surprise. Yeah, Texas A&M beat LSU. I told you LSU was not that good, but SEC wow. bias as always. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Texas A&M somehow. I guess that's one bright spot for the Texas A&M season. They beat sure. number yeah. five LSU. Just destroyed them. I I swear I look at the Texas A&M's box score and there's a different quarterback every single game that plays <laughs> but you just give it to the running back who we ranked high in our rankings a chine a chain and yes, he had 38 carries i would hey um clemson take notes Shipley. Give it to Shipley <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah lsu frauds from i kind of i want to play lsu i, I don't think we'd be there i want to play i want lsu in a new year's six bowl and i mm-hmm. want to destroy them mm-hmm um, USC took care of Notre Dame pretty handedly. They did. Uh, 38 27. They could honestly, I, I don't like USC, but they could, if they win, they're in the playoff. I think they get killed in the, by Georgia if they're, if they're in though. Yeah. I think, I think just killed. I think they'll lose, but just, uh, Williams is so talented. I think explosive. That, yeah. Yeah. If Jordan Aston's playing, you just need those two guys to just mm-hmm. score every single play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee beat Vanderbilt. 
56 nothing. A lot of people were uh, thinking maybe an upset. Man. Uh, K-State beat Kansas. They're in the Big 12 championship game, a rematch against TCU. Um, Washington beat Washington State. How, yes, how, just give us a little uh, story about how bitter that rivalry is between you guys yeah. and Washington State. I mean, State. I, I hate, I hate Washington State. <laughs> 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 no, I, I did watch the game though, and, uh, just so explode. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't put it together. They're the number one offense. Washington's the number one offense in college football. Penix is I, just, I, it's not, it's not, it's Michael Penix is the number one offense in college football. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, Romeo Odunze is a, explosive and like Jalen Polk's cool explosive. Name. It's an amazing name. But I have an even better name for you. Wayne Talapapa is the best running back in college football. But no, he they, they You think he's really the best well. in college football? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just pulling your chain. <laughs> he's the yeah, best name. Yeah, for sure. But uh yeah man. I hate, uh, I hate Washington State. Yeah. Yeah same. God, they just <laughs> those cougars. But there was games on Thursday and Friday. There's a lot of games on Friday. Texas beat Baylor. Texas has kind of had an up and down season, but beating Baylor, um, scoring a lot of points is promising. And B. John Robinson's a beast. Um, Tulane beating Cincinnati. So Tulane's probably going to get a New York Six Bowl. I don't want to play Tulane because I don't want to play a, a non power five team and lose because I can totally see us doing that. Yep. Uh, Mizzou beat Arkansas is bowl eligible. And I don't know if you knew this. But there's also another team that's bowl eligible that is six and six. And that is the name. That is the Kansas Jayhawks. If you do not make a Mizzou Kansas bowl game happen, you are missing out on making a ton of money. Yeah. And if you have it, don't schedule it, put it in New Mexico or California. Idaho potato bowl. I will accept because the field's cool, but mm-hmm. you play that thing. You just make up a bowl and play it, throw back into the, an arrowhead and just. Have Mizzou just destroy the Jayhawks. That's actually um, a really good good thought. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I, I, I mean, they Kansas start playing really, again in 2024, I believe. KU really fell apart. I mean, they're in a really tough conference, but still, I mean, they, they start off. <laughs> it's true. Very true. That Mizzou-KU basketball game it's in the end of December, I believe. Yeah, and Mizzou's basketball's been playing well. They got they two votes um, to be ranked. They haven't played a lot of, I don't think they played really any, a lot of big schools yet, but they've been scoring a lot of points, which you want to take, take care of those little schools. For sure. Um, one team that really has fallen off the cliff, uh, North Carolina. Drake May will not be winning the Heisman. I don't think anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He got, he couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. They fell to NC State. Wow. Yeah. Uh, That kind of sucked for me, but, uh, Florida State beat Florida 45-38. Florida State's looking really good, and we beat them at Florida State. So, yeah, yeah. just in the playoff. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss lost again. Sorry, Jonathan. Sorry, right, Jonathan, yeah. you. I think you lost like two or three in a row. Mm-hmm. Three in a row, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a bad way. And Lane Kiffin's staying. Uh, so that's all the games. I wanted to mention some coaching things. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Rule signed an eight-year deal at Wisconsin. Um, to be their head coach. I think that's a good deal. He's an awful NFL coach, but he's been successful in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Fickle to Wisconsin, which is huge for Wisconsin. Also, 
I remember hearing Luke Fickle say he was not going to leave Cincinnati. Well, that was a lie. Um, that I don't like when people like make the promise and then end up leaving. But mm-hmm. and then Hugh Freeze uh, is just signed today to be Auburn's new head coach. I saw that as well. Yep. So yeah, uh, next week we'll talk about all those games, the the championship games next week. Yes, and, sir. Which should be good. Yes, sir. Uh, let's finish with some NFL. Kind of run through the game, starting on Thursday with the Thanksgiving games. The Lions uh, almost beat the Bills. Very close. I know. 28-25 Bills. Bills are just, I don't know, they're just weird. <laughs> you you want to know a fun fact? You might already know this. But Jamal Williams leads the entire NFL in touchdowns. I knew it a lot. I didn't know he led him. Pretty impressive. Did so you know the Bills, uh, the Bills are the first team in quite a while that have won back-to-back games at Ford Field in Detroit. <laughs> oh, yikes, yikes. <laughs> uh, what do you got to say about your 28-20 win over the Giants, Zach? Oh, we took care of us. We looked rough. They had us in the first half, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I got you. <laughs> but uh, Dak was incredible. Um, he, he, he picked it up in the second half. And then Zeke and Pollard, Zeke really played really good. We just ran it down their throats mm-hmm. and just the Giants are frauds. Like they scored a late touchdown, mm-hmm. but we played really good. Our defense is really good. I was talking to my dad. I'm like, isn't it nice to have actually a good defense for once? Definitely, man. Micah Parsons is incredible. He can win defensive player of the year. Heck, even a VP, but only quarterbacks win that. Yeah. I'll just throw that out there. But did you see the celebration? that we had yeah so they have the salvation army um because the cowboys are the best the nicest best (laughs) franchise ever we partnered with salvation army to raise money but um in 2016 zeke scored a touchdown and jumped in the salvation bucket and then another year zeke like when dak scored zeke like picked him up and put him in the bucket and then this year one of our tight ends i think it was ferguson yeah scored but there's two other tight ends on the field schultz and hendershot or maybe there's three other guys. Yeah, there's three guys in the bucket. Maybe we had the four tight ends on the field. I don't know. <laughs> but three of them jumped in the bucket and pretended to be like, uh, oh, what's it called? Oh, Whack-a-mole. Yeah, whack-a-mole. They're like mm-hmm. popping up and down and hit them. That was pretty funny. Yeah. But now but your, yeah. your Cowboys are eight and three now. It was good. Just slightly behind the Eagles. Giants are now seven and four. I legit think we can make some noise if Dak just plays good. It's really just if Dak plays good, we're good. Yeah. That um Thursday night Thanksgiving night game uh was pretty good actually Patriots Vikings Vikings won thirty three twenty six but um for me like the Patriots even though this doesn't really count in this aspect or this game I guess their defense is so good they're gonna keep them in games anyway mm-hmm. um but no they they yeah, they Mac Jones um, played good surprising yeah. if yep. you're a Vikings fan you have to be very excited because Kirk Cousins won a game when the sun was not out <laughs> it was in prime time <laughs> yes sir yeah. So the Patriots are six and five now. The Vikings are nine and two. Moving on to Sunday, uh, the Browns beat the Buccaneers in overtime. And, uh, Buccaneers cornerback, I keep forgetting his name, fell down on like the last play or oh, whatever really? and just completely blew coverage. And, uh, Mari Cooper got it all the way down to like the four and the Browns kick a field goal Murphy and win it. CT. I don't think the Browns make the playoffs, but if I'm, they I'm, didn't I'm, lose to the Jets, they could yeah. easily make yep. the playoffs, but yep. if Deshaun Watson plays like he was, if he, they're going to be good. Yeah. 
I don't think he's like this year. I don't think he's going to make a big, huge difference over uh, Jacoby mm-hmm. at QB. Like I, I think Jacoby's been solid. Yeah, I think he's been good too. He just kind of makes. They could easily be 500 right now because mm-hmm. he made some very bad decisions in the end of games. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, on the Buccaneers standpoint, going to five and six now. Um, mm-hmm. um, kind of a tough spot. Luckily, they're in a bad division that they can kind of get away with. Falcons. <laughs> yes, sir. Or yeah. anyone in that division, really. Yeah, man. I mean, Saints are right there still, and so are the, the Panthers somehow. Uh, the Bengals went on the road and beat the Titans 20-16. to 16. Jamar Chase, not in this one again, but should be back next week. He was very close to playing this week, they said. Uh, I, I actually picked the Titans Higgins, this one. I, I thought the Titans were going to get it done. Uh, but the Bengals are doing that thing, man, like they did last year mm-hmm. where they're starting to get hot, and I don't like it. <laughs> so I know. Uh, somebody's got to slow them down. It's, um, it's really like hard for me because I love T. Higgins, and he played really good, but I don't yeah. like Joe Burrow. Yep. Yeah. Um, this next one we really don't have to cover much on. Dolphins beat the Texans thirty to fifteen. I think it was thirty nothing. Demolished. It was thirty yeah. nothing at half. Yeah. So I mean, and then they took out two. That's what it was. They mm-hmm. took out two in the second half. So Dolphins, man, I think they're I think they're Super Bowl contenders. Honestly, there, there's a lot of good teams, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Texans are without a doubt, without a doubt, the worst team in the NFL. Oh, by far. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, the Jets with uh, was it Mike White? In the rain. Let's just let me just set the stage. Zach Wilson, a little wind, had like seventy-seven yards. Mike White, and when it's pouring down rain, at three hundred fifteen yards and three touchdowns. He's the starter for the rest of the year, in my opinion. He dominated, man. He dominated, and no Justin Fields for the Bears. We don't have to go over this, guys. We talked about this in the video that I posted for us, and also the episode we talked about that Justin Fields has to throw more. Mm, has Zach to win games. Yep. And I mean, which we perfect transition? A guy who's gonna be the guy had a big drive to win the game, and okay. his name is Trevor Lawrence. Okay. He played so good, brought them down, down eight or no, down seven. Comes down, throws a touchdown on with like fourteen seconds left. I think it's a two point conversion, one by one. They almost, and then they. They did a squib kick at the end, and Justin Tucker had a shot at a 69-yard field goal, and it was dead yes, straight, man. but he did Dude. enough leg on it. Yeah, that was wild. That was very close. But you could see the emotion from uh, Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. just from all those one-possession game losses that he's had. I think he was very relieved to get this one done. He was um, 29 for 37, 321 yards, three touchdowns. They had to throw a lot more because... Etienne got hurt, which was sad, but he hasn't turned the ball over a lot recently. And I'm going to look at his actual stats, but I saw something that he has six games with over a hundred passer rating. And it's more than I had to find it, but it was more than like a lot of good quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I also want to say on the Ravens side of things, even though I really like them, I really like Lamar Jackson. I, I think Mark Andrews has the case to be the top tight end in football, even though uh, Travis Kelsey's making really everybody look bad at that position right now. But I think the Ravens are in a little bit of panic mode. A little bit. They don't have a lot of weapons offensively. The running backs are good, uh, but yeah. none of them like 
stand out. They all kind of share carries. Gus Edwards, yeah. J.K. Dobbins when he's in there. It's Who's still the kind of throw in there. They, I mean, they just, uh, guys, you say Gus Edwards? Yeah, there's a third guy they always throw in there too. I can't remember his name. Um, but offensively, like Duvernay and Bateman or whatever, like it's just Bateman's not, not hurt. He's out for okay. the year, I yeah. believe. Oh, it's, it still boils down to they have no receivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I know Lamar Jackson's amazing. And if he wasn't on their team, they would not be this good, but he still sometimes misses some throws. Yep. He definitely does. Um, but that's Falcons sad about can... Trevor. I found the tweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He has more games with a hundred plus passer rating. He has six games that than Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady. <laughs> I think I could have more than Russell Wilson, so we can just. I was gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. But that's pretty impressive, and he's had games where he's had high completion percentage too, which I feel like that's a good thing to look for in a quarterback. Obviously, yeah, definitely. So that's exciting Um, for the Jags, and he had a big comeback win. So hopefully, this he's kind of this was like kind of his coming out party. Yeah, a little step forward. Yep. Uh, The Falcons Commanders was actually really exciting coming down to the end. Where the Falcons, uh, Mariota, I think on like the eight yard line or something like that, tried to throw a little, I guess, screen pass almost to Cordero. Cordero got tipped. Uh, mm-hmm. and then Cordell tried to knock it down, but they picked it off in the end zone. That would have won the game for the Falcons. The commanders, man, commanders are playing good football. Yeah. I don't know how they win. Heineke <laughs> is not like you just, they just somehow. He just keeps survive. I, yeah. I don't know if it's he wins. They just kind of survive. Yep, that's a good way get of the saying job it. done. That's a good way of saying it. Uh, the Panthers <laughs> beat the Broncos, and the Broncos have now reached an all-time low for the season at three and eight. Dude. Like, in shock at how bad they've become. It's crazy because their defense is so good, but their I offense know. is so bad. I know. There was also a clip of that, uh, the big guy, Purcell, I think his name. Pars- yeah, Purcell, yelling at Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I feel bad for Russ, bro. Like, um, Sam Darnold. He was decent. Yeah. He was decent. He you was see his decent. touchdown where he, he fumbled it, then got it, then rolled in. The end zone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That was yep. funny. Uh, and of course, DJ Moore, whenever DJ Moore is playing with Sam Darnold, he's amazing. Uh huh. Yep. But, I wouldn't have Trevor Lawrence on my fantasy team if I didn't trade him for DJ Moore. I'm just saying, Andy yes, started. sir. The Chargers uh, pulled pulled off some guts there at the end of the one against the uh, Cardinals. They're going for two to win it. Oh, really? Um, very gutsy play call. The Chargers. I was going to mention to you how how disappointing is that entire AFC West besides the Chiefs? I mean, the Chargers six and five, and the Chargers have had injuries. Let's say the Chargers lose, and they almost did against the Cardinals. We're sitting at a five and six. Raiders are three and eight, uh, or whatever three and seven, through whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, then the the Broncos are three and eight. It's like it's a really big disappointment yeah, for that AFC West. We thought they were going to be dominant. Um, the Chiefs beat the Rams twenty six to ten. Rams, man, new all time low for them. They're three and eight now, and uh, no Matthew Stafford. They had Perkins no in cup. a QB, no cup. Then they uh, released Daryl Henderson. I think I saw that as well. Yeah, the Jags picked him up as a backup. So smart. I mean, that's that's crazy. The 49ers offense struggled, but their defense was great against the Saints, winning thirteen nothing. McCaffrey didn't have a great day, uh, but it just scares me, man. It scares me if, mm-hmm. if their defense plays like this, and then 
they have Debo and McCaffrey and Kittle and Ayuk. I told you but, before, I'm like, if they have, if Jimmy plays, they're good. Yeah. And Elijah Mitchell. I mean, I'm one of those guys that it's I funny that one of their losses was against the Bears week one in that yeah, rainstorm. Yeah. 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 That awful game. Yeah. Um, but with the Niners, like I keep wanting to say Jimmy G can't be a Super Bowl quarterback, but I keep having to remind myself he got there already. Mm-hmm. And also, if he and they would have won takes, if he didn't, if they didn't yeah. start throwing. <laughs> yeah. If he takes care of the football, uh, this team is very, very, very and they good. Keep calling running plays. Yeah. I don't want to even talk about you got to start Jameis Winston. I agree. I agree. I've been on the Jameis Winston train. Just let him sling it. It's exciting. This next one hurts me, man. This next one hurts. The Raiders. The Raiders and Josh Jacobs exploded on that run. And I turned it off mid run when he broke that linebacker phase. The second phase. Have you seen the run yet? No, I haven't. How far can you go? I I'm remember the Cubs won the World Series. It was probably like six months before I saw the actual play, <laughs> the actual him catching the ball at first. Uh huh. No, I still haven't seen it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch it. Our run defense, though, man, absolutely awful. Uh, Raiders win forty thirty four over my Seahawks. Absolutely awful run defense, and I'm. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm getting a bad feeling that the Seahawks. Um, running out of your mojo. Yeah, running out a little steam here. Running out, running out of magic because they were pretty special there. And Gino was solid, uh, but that defense has got to play better. And then the last game uh, before Monday night tonight, which has not happened yet, Colts Steelers. Sunday night, Packers that Eagles Eagles awesome. win. Such a boring. Game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Eagles beat the Packers forty thirty three. I'm surprised Packers kept it close. But uh, yeah, what a what a weird year. Packers are four and eight. I don't know the last time I've seen something like that for them in our lifetime is it even like i don't because they had Favre and they've had yeah um, probably not rogers that's that's pretty insane but, but jalen hurts ran for like 160 yards yeah of course uh, miles sanders after doing nothing the past few weeks goes off i know had him on my bench but i still got the dub but <laughs> aaron Rodgers came out of that game because he thought his lung was punctured because he was having trouble breathing um but it wasn't that but love came in and played decent Mm-hmm. Not bad, but yep, yeah, man. It's Eagles. a weird season. It's a very weird season. But, but uh, going on to week thirteen, we'll have everything that <clears throat> covers that. I'm going live. I'm I took that week off from going live and everything, and I'm fired up, man. I'm ready to be back. We got like, another. It's another... it's it's the season where you start getting the playoff thing, and it's in the hunt. In the hunt, yes, sir. Yep. At so, this point uh, now, every team in the NFC East is in the playoffs. If you'd have told me that in the beginning of the year, I'd be like, <laughs> "It's wild." No way. <laughs> it's wild. But no, I. T- well, I mean, you and I both took last week off, but I- I'm back to uh, posting our player of the nights on Instagram, and then also I'm going live on TikTok every day. Um, we got 60 new followers today, and I'm thinking like we're at 5,200 something. Got to get to 7K by New Year's. 7K. So, 7K. That's my goal for us but uh thank you guys for listening again that carolina interview was absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. and uh we will be back this weekend um everybody have a great week we'll see you next week. see you guys